Pinna. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right. You can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Adam Gidwitz. I'm an author. I'm also a storyteller. I like telling all kinds of stories, but I especially like telling grim fairy tales. You may think you know grim fairy tales, and you may think that they are sweet and boring. But listen, those tales you heard were the cute, happy, little kid bedtime versions of the grim tales. The original grim fairy tales aren't like that at all. They're weird and sometimes gross and often scary. In other words, they're grim. And I'm about to walk into a classroom and tell one of the original grim, grim tales to a bunch of kids. Do you want to join me? Do you want to hear a grim fairy tale? Let me help you decide. On a scale of grim, grimmer, and grimmest, the story I'm going to tell today is grimmest. It's not super funny, but it is as suspenseful and scary as these stories get. Also, some sad things happen. But I promise you, everything will be okay in the end. In the end, everything will be okay. If I get to a part of the story and you start to feel scared or uncomfortable, this is what you could do. You could turn down the volume and count to five. Then turn the volume back up. If it still seems like a part you don't want to hear, just turn the volume down and count to five again. You know how much weird and gross and scary you're ready for. You know what you need. Okay, I'm at the classroom door now. There are kids inside, waiting to hear a grim fairy tale. So, are you coming in? Grim, Grimmer, Grimace. All right, this story, I think, is a kind of scary story. Yay. It's called The Old Lady in the Woods. Okay. When you said it was scary, I was expecting a scary title, but then when you said The Grim in the Woods, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, Old Lady in the Woods, 
Doesn't necessarily sound like a scary title. But no, sometimes it kind of does. It kind of sounds creepy to you. Yeah. What's like, scary about it? I'm already Like the woods, first of all. And like an old baby, like first, I think of like a woman who's like really wrinkly and like has like a mean face and is like some magical like old witch. Yeah. Like, Could you be. Apple. All right, let's do it. One day, a girl and her brother were traveling with their whole family. Mother and father, uncles and aunts, cousins and grandparents and a large caravan with many wagons and carts. The girl and her brother were always arguing, and this day was no exception. The brother was calling the girl a scaredy-cat. Scaredy-cat. And the girl was calling her brother a brat. Brat! Um, do you have something that you call your sibling? Ooh. Yeah? Bro. Bro? Henry. Henry, well those are perfectly fine. Is his name Henry? Yes. Okay, well that's fine. When the caravan came to a dark and forbidding forest, the girl began to feel nervous. She said to her family, Let's not go through there. I think it's a bad place. But her family would not listen. And her brother renewed his chance of... Scaredy cat, scaredy cat. So she called him a... Brat. And they began their regular arguing again. Well, the forest got darker and darker. But the girl and her brother were arguing so much that they barely noticed. Eventually, the brother said something that really upset the little girl. You're just a scared little crybaby. What's like the one thing that like really upset your sibling or has or could upset your sibling? Yeah. Well, um, if I called him his name backwards. Really? That bothers him? Is what? Niece. Niece? And he hates that? He hates that. Wow. Yeah. Anybody else have something that like really drives your sibling crazy? Well, be careful, your sister's right here. Um it's a mystery. It drives me nuts. <laughs> it drives me nuts. He keeps repeating that. It's a mystery? Yeah, and he keeps chasing me, and he knows that it annoys me, and he keeps <laughs> does it, doing it, so it's actually I all the way around you. You chase me? Being called a scared little crybaby made the girl so mad that she ran away from the caravan a little way into the woods, which might have been because she didn't want her brother to see her cry. Maybe. As the girl was maybe crying, she noticed strange sounds all around her. She looked up and saw all manner of strange birds streaming past her. Some, like ostriches, were running. Others, like parrots and toucans and condors, were flying. Some birds, which she didn't know the names of, were moving in ways she didn't know the names of either. What might be some ways that birds move that you've never heard of before? Yes? Dugglestagle? Yes, they're dugglestagling, yes. Any others? I think uh, flopping, wingering, but I really like Douglas Jacobson. Tobble danning. Tobble danning. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like tobble ganning. Tobble ganning, right, right. What? Peekering. Peekering, yeah, those are all ways that birds can move. The girl had never seen such strange birds, and they were furious and terrifying. The girl ducked and hid at the base of a tree. With her hands over her head and her face, she heard terrible screams. She was frozen in place. After some time, the screams stopped and the birds were flying and running and double-stoggling and tobble-ganging and peekering, whatever those made-up words mean, past her in the other direction, back the way they came. Well, the girl was so afraid that she decided not to move. Someone would come for her, surely. Her parents or someone else from the caravan or even her brother. They would come looking for her. They would. Unless they're on there. But no one came. And no one came. And no one came. The girl decided to sit right at the base of that tree and not move until someone came and found her. Or forever. Whichever came first. 
Well, a day went by, and then a night, and then another day, and not once did the little girl move. As the days went by, she grew hungrier and thirstier, and the grass and the weeds grew up around her, but never did she budge an inch. And then a red fox came padding out of the woods. The girl was startled, but not frightened. The fox came closer and closer and closer. It looked into the girl's face, and its eyes were very intelligent. So intelligent that the girl almost expected the fox to speak. His eyes looked like, Are you hungry? said the fox. The girl jumped about a foot and a half. Sorry if I startled you, said the fox. And he did sound sorry. But are you hungry? The girl nodded. The fox padded away. The girl wondered if he was going to get food for her. She wondered if she would like fox food. What do you think he'll get for her? Fish. Fish? A rat. A rat? Peanuts? He's got just peanuts sitting around. Something dead. (laughs) Something dead. A few moments later, the fox returned with a golden key in its mouth. What is this key for? The girl asked. The fox dropped it in her lap and said, Follow me. The fox led the girl through the woods until they came to the clearing where she'd last seen her family. There were random pieces of clothing torn to shreds and broken pieces of wagons and bird feathers scattered everywhere, but no sign of her family. The sight made the girl feel sick. The fox led her to a certain tree and the girl saw that there was a keyhole in the trunk. She put the key in the keyhole and turned it. The tree trunk swung open like a door and inside the tree there was a long table set with all the girl's favorite foods. She fell on them and started eating hungrily. She looked up and saw the fox watching her. She felt strange eating this marvelous feast all by herself. She said, Would you like some? The fox replied, Oh no, it's all yours. She wondered why he wouldn't eat with her, but she was too hungry to wander for long. Once she'd eaten her fill, the fox said, Are you tired? Well, the girl was powerful tired after sitting for days and nights in the cold forest. Now the warm tree trunk and the heavy meal made her eyelids feel like shutters that the wind kept banging closed. So the fox padded away. When he came back, he had another golden key in his mouth. What's this golden key for? Follow me. He led the girl across the clearing to another tree that also had a keyhole in it. She put the key in and turned it, and the tree trunk swung open like a door. Inside the tree trunk was a great feather bed laid with pillows and piles of blankets. The girl leapt into the bed. As her eyelids fluttered closed, she asked the fox, Would you like to sleep here too? Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. But he said, Oh no, it's all yours. Just as the girl started to wonder why, she fell into a heavy sleep. 
What do you guys think the fox is up to? Yeah. Uh, I think, like, you know how farmers, like, they fatten up their pigs to, uh. make them, to make them healthier? Maybe it's what the fox is doing and he's using a form of trickery. That's a really interesting idea. Yeah, what do you think, Sawyer? I think the fox is secretly the old lady. Interesting. When the girl awoke, the sun was streaming through the forest. The fox sat at the edge of the girl's bed, watching her. He said, Would you like to wash and have some clean clothes? The girl nodded. The fox padded away, came back with a third golden key, and took her to another tree. The girl put the key in the tree trunk's keyhole and turned it. The tree trunk opened, and inside the girl saw a hot bath and fine clothes and two steaming biscuits on a tray. She turned to ask the fox if he wanted a bath too, but then she realized it would be weird to take a bath with a strange fox. So she pulled the tree trunk closed, took her bath, put on fine new clothes, which fit perfectly, and came out of the tree to offer the fox one of the biscuits. He was waiting patiently for her. When she offered him a biscuit, he said, Oh no, they're all yours. This made the girl nervous. Why was the fox doing all this for her? So the girl put down the biscuits and asked the fox the very question I asked you. Why are you being so kind to me, fox? Is there anything you want of me? The fox looked at her with his intelligent eyes for a long moment. Then he nodded, and he said, Deep in this dark wood, there lives an old woman in a small shack. I need you to steal something from her. The girl was taken aback. She'd never stolen anything in her life. Steal something? What do you want me to steal? A ring, said the fox. Is it a special ring? You'll know it when you see it. All right, would you do it? Would you steal the ring? No, I would, yeah. You would? Why would you do it? <laughs> Magical fox. What? It's already very obvious that the old lady's trouble. Uh, you would stay as far away from the old lady as possible? Because, like, if you... <laughs> I'd take the, the biscuit from like... I'd do it because the fox would, was being so nice to me. Mm-hmm, okay. The girl looked at the fox with his intelligent eyes. Did they remind her of someone else's? Maybe they did. Maybe that's why she wanted to help. And maybe that's why, after a very long pause, and against her better judgment, the girl said, I'll do it. The fox led the girl through the woods to a small house hidden in thick trees. In the branches of the trees were hundreds and hundreds of birds' nests. In the nests, birds of many different colors and types were sleeping. The girl felt afraid. The fox must have noticed, for he turned to her and said, Are you afraid? She nodded. And the fox said, Good, because you can't be brave unless you're afraid. The girl figured that this was true. Then the fox told her what to do. When you go into the house, the old woman will try to speak to you. Don't talk to her, for her words will enchant you. Hurry to the back of the first room to a blue door. Go through that door. In the second room, you will see a table covered in hundreds of different rings. Pick the right one and go back through the old woman's room. Don't stop and bring the ring back to me. The girl said, How will I know the right ring to take? But the fox replied, You'll know. Do you have a thought? Maybe it's fox at all puzzle. Huh, why do you say that? She didn't know if she recognized him or not. Huh. The girl walked under the branches with the nests of strange sleeping birds and arrived at the old wooden door of the house. She turned the knob and opened the door. 
Inside, there was a warm little room with a blazing fire, cozy furniture, and a little old lady sitting in a chair, sewing. The old lady looked up and said, Oh, hello, my dear. You surprised me opening the door like that. Can I help you? The girl did not respond. She walked straight past the old lady to the blue door and thrust it open. The old lady cried, Hey, what are you doing? Don't go in there. Please, that's private. The girl ignored the old lady. She entered the room and closed the blue door behind her. There was a golden key in the keyhole. She turned it, locking the door. The old woman began knocking. Little girl, little girl, what do you want? Can I help you? But the girl ignored her. She turned around to face a table covered with rings. There were so many. How would she know which one was the right one? She looked at a beautiful golden ring, inlaid with tiny rubies. Was this the right one? She saw a large iron ring. Maybe that was right. The old lady's banging on the door grew louder and louder. Little girl, come out of there at once. Listen to me. Listen, or you'll be sorry, little girl. The girl tried to block out the woman's voice and focus on the rings. There were silver rings, gold rings, bejeweled rings, simple rings. How could she know which ring was... there? Sitting at the far edge of the table was a simple golden ring. The girl recognized it right away. She picked it up and looked at it. Yes, it was her mother's ring. She clutched her mother's ring in her hand and turned back to the blue door. She paused. The old lady had stopped shouting. What was she doing? In one swift moment, the girl turned the key and shoved the door open. The old lady had been trying to peer through the keyhole, and so she was knocked back on her behind. She cried out in pain. Ah! And then she shouted, Get her! A horrible beating of wings suddenly surrounded the girl as all manner of strange and exotic birds, from parrots to ostriches to birds the girl had never seen or heard of, set upon the girl, pecking her with their beaks and clawing at her with their talons. But the girl ran past them and out the front door of the house. She ran and ran until she could no longer hear the terrible beating and squawking and double stogging. Then she found herself back in the clearing. She stumbled to the ground at the base of a tree, clutching the ring in her hands. She expected the fox to come up to her and ask her for the ring. But he did not come. So she waited, turning her mother's ring over in her hand. As the girl sat there, the tree slowly seemed to lower its branches around her and close her in an embrace. Its smallest branches were long and delicate, like fingers. Almost, the girl thought, like her mother's fingers. So she took the ring and slid it onto the smallest branch. Just then, the fox came padding out of the woods. With each step, the fox looked less and less like a fox, and more and more like the girl's brother. And the branches entwining the girl no longer felt like branches. They felt like arms. The girl turned and saw her mother holding her. And all around the clearing, trees began transforming themselves into her family members. The girl's brother walked up to her. You saved us, he said. The girl said, You showed me how. And then she said, You aren't a brat. And you aren't a scaredy cat. I was afraid. You were afraid. And you were so brave. Then the whole family walked out of the woods, following the girl and her brother. And they all lived happily 
ever after. The end. I liked how at the end they weren't hugging and it wasn't a mushy ending. <laughs> yeah, it was a mushy ending. It was a little bit mushy. Yeah, it was like, no, it was so like, brave. oh, brother. Yeah. Here you are again. Grim, Grimmer, Grimmest is a Pinna original production, created and written by me, Adam Gidwitz, author of A Tale Dark and Grim. Produced and edited by Ilana Milner. Casting and voice direction by Paula Gammon Wilson. Sound design and mixing by Beat Street NYC. Location recording by Jason Gambrell and Evan Viola. Narrated by me, Adam Gidwitz. Characters voiced by Francesca Kahlo, Kylie Claxton, Kaylin Clinton, Nicholas Corda, Michael Crouch, Dylan Jones, George Lambert, Eddie Lee, Ilana Milner, Nofi Mitchell, Allison Rosenfeld, Erica Schroeder, and Billy Bob Thompson. Special thanks to the staff and students at Brooklyn Friends School and Manhattan Country School. You guys are amazing. The award-winning Pinna Original Podcast. This story is weird. (laughs) That keeps us on the edge of our seats. Until he heard a sound like thunder. It was coming closer and closer. Is back. Grim. Grimmer. Grimmest. Season 3, plus full access to Season 1 and 2, is now available by subscribing to Pinna, the only audio-on-demand streaming service custom-made for kids 3 to 12. Not ready to subscribe? You can now purchase Grim Grimmer Grimmest and tons of other podcasts by season. Head to Pinna.fm to learn more. That's P-I-N-N-A dot F-M. Do you love time machines, musicals, and jokes? Of course you do. That's why Story Pirates creator Danny Teeger made a brand new podcast called Musical Time Machine. Who says you can't have a dance party while learning about diverse trailblazers? From Abraham Lincoln and Harriet Tubman to George Washington Carver and Thomas Edison. Search for Musical Time Machine on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts to join the fun.